I think I'm the only person who actually had a couple split up on my on a tour um, at Willet, and they had a disagreement that turned into a heated disagreement that turned into something that didn't need to happen in Willet's parking lot. Welcome into another edition of the Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Green. And if you're watching with us on YouTube and Facebook, you can see I've got a full group of guests. If you're listening, you'll just have to wait and see who they are. Uh, But remember, we're in the midst of Whiskey Weeks, and we're about to close it off. This is our last episode of Whiskey Weeks, you know, because, you know, unfortunately, September's got to come to an end at some point, and that means National Bourbon Heritage Month is over, although we celebrate all year round. Who who are we kidding? Uh, Don't forget, though, Whiskey Weeks is presented by Nose Your Bourbon, and Nose, N-O-S-E, because they have one of the original bourbon nosing kits out there, 18 of the most commonly found aromas in bourbon, and guess what? It's really helped me pick up those nuances really get a, a whole lot better at this because um as you guys know sometimes it's a little hard to pick up all, all those different uh aromas and and stuff and you want to sound like you know what you're doing and they definitely can do that and they even have an expansion pack for those out there that are a little more uh than a beginner you can find them on etsy or go to knowsyourbourbon.com that's n-o-s-e uh, they got the nosing kit the expansion kit and a whole bunch of other goodies and like i said we're in the midst of whiskey weeks and we have a fun episode for you as we talk with three wonderful folks to talk about doing tours and not the typical tours that you might think of when you just go right to the bourbon these guys and girls are taking you all around in a a bus a van getting you the full-fledged experience of the bourbon trail towards the kentucky bourbon boys we're joined by laura hagan the co-owner founder we also have anthony and roger two longtime drivers for kentucky bourbon boys everyone thanks for joining us thanks for having us absolutely now, uh, I guess my, my first question is, is can you tell a little about about yourselves, each of you, and how you got into bourbon? Because obviously, if you're doing bourbon to- tours, you got to like bourbon, I'm assuming. That'd be terrible. We were like, actually, we don't really <laughs> like it, but we want everyone else to. So just doing our part. Um, yeah, I'll start off. Um, I'm Laura. My dad, his brother's my brother-in-law, a couple of cousins, we went on a tour actually 10 years ago, Friday. Um, and they decided they wanted to go start knocking stuff off of the um, passport. Went back when it was only like six spots you had to get to get the t-shirt um, and convinced me to drive them because I could probably handle them and keep them going throughout the day. So um Maybe stupidly, maybe smartly, I decided to and uh, drove them around all day to the East region the first time, a couple months later to the South. Um, and then we decided we had so much fun doing it. We wanted to do it for other people. So drug our feet for a couple of years and then bought the LLC and started moving and uh, started fully doing stuff in 2016. So I... Uh, Got into bourbon. I couldn't get into it too much that first time because I was driving, unfortunately. Um, you had to be responsible. Kind of, <laughs> somebody somebody had to be. And um, that's kind of our like unsaid sub motto is like someone has to be responsible. So just let us be. Um, but um, after that, like as we kind of started getting more into it, more bourbon was around. I started trying stuff, finding what I liked and have kind of gone from there. You guys can speak to them. 
Anthony, Roger, who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I have been a, a longtime bourbon fan, but um, really the way that I got into this and got started is I've been around the Hagen family for a long time. Um, went to high school and college with Laura and went on a few of the kind of early outings, I guess we would call them. Um, so there were a few just kind of social outings and I got to experience what it would be like to go on a Kentucky Redmond Boys tour. And I was kind of sold on, on driving for them after that, um, you know, going on a few tours, having some lunch with just really good people, um, enjoying the day and, and of course, enjoying bourbon. So, um, really, you know, kind of spurred off from there and, and really just, uh, you know, got into you know, exploring bourbon and telling people about the state of Kentucky as well. Um, two things that I love. So it, it really just kind of was a good fit. Um, and then, you know, as far as bourbon goes, I have definitely expanded my horizons. Um, <laughs> I, I started off with, uh, you know, your, your basic maker's mark and have definitely explored um, their fourth. So. Mm-hmm. And Roger like about it. to make look all bad with his insane <laughs> no no so to, to be that honest um <clears throat> i knew nothing about bourbon three and a half years ago um uh, I'm, I'm a missouri kid transplanted to kentucky uh in support of, of my much better half um and laura's cousin ethan was my boss at a job that i absolutely hated um, when I found myself at work at two o'clock in the morning, I knew that wasn't a job for me. And he said, uh, he said, you want to, you want a fun job and you want to, you want to see the the state and, and talk about bourbon. And I said, I don't know nothing about bourbon, we can have some fun. And, uh, yeah, I did a ride along with him a couple of weeks later and, and it's been, I don't know, a, a three years with a year interrupted by COVID and, and me leaving the state for a little while. But, uh, yeah, as far as bourbon goes, I, I was two years ago, I had three bottles sitting on my counter um, and I had like the basic Woodford and uh, Buffalo Trace bottle. And I got excited because I found E.H. E. Taylor small batch at the <laughs> distillery. So I was doing cartwheels. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I would say my collection of, of open and not open bottles has grown significantly in the last year so. <laughs> Um, Laura actually let me stay with her a few times when I was living in Memphis to drive tours for him. And that's how I paid her for my room and board was I, I just brought her a bottle of bourbon when I came back. So <laughs> yep. that's how we worked work out. out. We'll take it. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I, I, I love that. And also just love the kind of the family atmosphere that you can clearly see that, that y'all have, you know, and Laura, you kind of touched on this. So this all really did start with that first family outing and then it grew from there. And, what did it, what, what has this grown into now? Well, it's funny cause we, um, I, my dad, who's also part owner with, uh, some of his brothers and some of our family, he, he's part of a big family. He's the oldest of seven. So we've grown up having a ton of people around having parties for stuff, having fun activities and stuff, bringing people in and out. Like these two have been to like our bigger family derby parties, all this kind of stuff. Um, and we just like, we like having a good time. So, um, when it came time to bring, bring people on board, we started with, um, 
people that we knew and could vouch for. And I'm happy to say that's all the guys that we have that are people that are close to our family or um, have been vouched for by one of our guys that we've been working with. And it's grown into this insane thing. We're going, um, we just got our seventh van this year and we're seeing some of these other new guys starting out kind of with their rentals and their magnets and stuff. And remember, and that was us in 2016 and we're doing 20 tours that year. And we're thinking that this is amazing. This is a cool thing we're doing. And then did more than 20 tours last week. So (laughs) it's just, it's exploded in the best way. And we've been very lucky that we have a lot of good guys like these two that um, have been with us along the way and help us out and help grow it. And we just try to keep it a, a laid back family, fun atmosphere, everybody's family, everybody's friends, and kind of pass that along to our guests as well. And then Anthony and Roger, you know, for, for you two, uh, because I'm guessing Laura, you don't get to do do the tours as much as you used to anymore. Uh, You you could do all the other fun stuff. Uh, Yeah. I get to do things like ride along when Roger does one and be like (laughs) a representative for something else. But yeah, a lot fewer than these guys. So, so Anthony and, and Roger, how much have you guys had to learn? Because, you know, you're, you're talking not just to sometimes they're big bourbon enthusiasts. Sometimes they have no clue about bourbon. Uh, but, you know, you got to tell them about the distilleries you're going to, the just history of, of the state, too, because there's a lot of history around a, a lot of uh, <clears throat> the locations as well. How much have you guys had to learn uh, to do this? Uh, so not being from Kentucky, the history of Kentucky is, uh, is something I'm still working on. Um, <laughs> they'll ask me a question and, and it's a whole lot harder to lie to people now because they have Google in their pocket. So you can't make something <laughs> up at this point. Um, but no, like with bourbon, it's, it's, we learn the same way they do, right? Like I said, I knew nothing about it till I started doing tours and then I walked on tours with people or I just talked with people in the, in the industry, liquor stores and people at the distillery and stuff. And really just like taking their knowledge. Cause they're the, they're, they're, they're like the experts on everything. We're just tour guides at the end of the day. Um, we're just driving people to them and then they give the tour. So, so really just utilizing their expertise and, and learning from them has, has been my thing for bourbon. Um, like I said, I, I have to ask a lot of questions about the history of, of cities like Bardstown and everybody wants to know what did that building used to be? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe a, a, a marathon gas station. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance. Oh, I, got, <laughs> I got, yeah. Like, yeah. Go ahead. But yeah. yeah, like most of the people are here. And, and like you said, we get everybody from people who know nothing and are surprised to learn that Blanton's is made at Buffalo trace or owned by Buffalo trace um, to people who are telling me that their favorite bottle is a 2016. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what that tastes like. So yeah. definitely get people with a lot more knowledge than we have for sure. And if we don't like us, like you said, like I make stuff up. My dad is also a big history guy. So he knew everything about Bardstown was like, this happened here. There's, there is a small place where Abe Lincoln practice law that is legit. But then like, we'll go around and somebody be like, why are there two rows of fences around the horse farms? And I was like, because the horses can't jump over both of them like in quick succession. So sometimes they don't use Google and I kind of use that to my advantage. And I'm like, you can believe whatever you want and fact check me later. But we just try to be ambassadors of a good time of Kentucky of all of that. But I'll let you go, Anthony. I just want to interject. Yeah, so to kind of echo off what they both said, I mean, 
you know, there's a lot of little fun facts that I've had to learn just because, you know, the questions come up and I, I didn't even know the answers. I mean, I was born in, and raised in Kentucky, but when someone asks you what the population of Bardstown is, I'm like, let me get back to you on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not something I think about every day. Um, I can yeah. tell you that there's more barrels in Kentucky than there are people, but I don't know, you know. <laughs> How many of those are allotted to Bardstown? Exactly, exactly. So, um, and, and, you know, to, to um, correct Laura on the, the two rows of fences, <laughs> because that's a question that's come up many times for me. And I was like, I need to know the answer to this. You know, I, I had to, to Google myself and, and find out that it's actually for equipment to go between those two rows of fences um, and, and not to, to startle horses or, you know, some of the, the uh, livestock on the farms. So, you know, it's funny because people definitely will believe what you tell them, but, you know, when we're driving, we can't stop and Google anything. And it's always funny when someone asks me something, especially while we're on the road and I'm like, I have no idea. And I hate saying I have no idea. So, you know, I'm going to find out for you and I'll definitely get back with you. And then sometimes I get back with them and they're like, I, you know, Oh, I forgot that I even asked you that. Um, if you say it with confidence, it, it <laughs> I think um, that the two rows of fences is because a lot of people drink here. And if they go through, if they drive their car through the first one, they don't break them both down and the horses are still here. It's a, it's a bourbon guardrail. Yeah. No, um, you hear it here first. KBB starts a <laughs> I love it. Um, conspiracy. Now, you know, Roger mentioned about the bourbon. You know, it's funny. I get a lot of questions about bourbon at certain distilleries that, you know, I've, I've gone to. And so I'm still, you know, I, I've been, I think, doing this for around four, almost five years. And, there's still distilleries I haven't been to or that I've, I've gone to for the first time recently. And someone will say, you know, what do you, what do you think? Of, what's your favorite here? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know because I'm driving. I don't taste anything. <laughs> um, so it's something that I need to do. I need to get get around here and do this on a, on a weekend off, but um, it's really a taste and see game. I mean, you have to kind of taste your way through, through bourbon country and, and to know more about it. Yeah. It's very true. That it's, it's, bourbon is bourbon and even craft beer and, and so forth to, to anything. It's really weird, especially for bourbon because it's got to age. <clears throat> it's not a very quick thing anyway. So it's got to be two, three, four, five, ten 10 years, depending on who, who you ask is, is the, the right amount, you know? And, and like you said, you're really not going to know anything until you try it because everything's just a little different. Everything acts, you know, everyone's got their own recipes, um, you know, and, and so forth. So it, it is something that you just got to learn, but, I just love that, that, you know, you have to sometimes come up with things right on the spot and sometimes they're right. And sometimes who knows? <laughs> they sound uh, good. Yeah. And then, you know, cause you talk about the tours, can you talk a little bit about kind of what's offered and um, kind of how that works? Sure. Um, so we're based out of Louisville. So our main pickup obviously is in Louisville. Um, a little bit of an upcharge past a certain amount of miles, but we, we tend to work with people on kind of getting that covered. We have picked up in Bardstown, Lexington, um, Northern Kentucky, a little bit that way. Um, but we pick you up where you're staying or where you live. If you're a local, um, it's only your group, it's private custom your day. So you've worked with our booking team and decided you want to see Buffalo, Woodford and four roses. And then, um, we encourage people to book at least two months, if not further out, just because as you know, it's hard to get into some of these distilleries. So we have to secure the admission. So 
usually we can get them in most, if not all, or find some sort of workaround to um, get them to see all the places they want to. Uh, we go to two tours in a tasting, or sometimes we'll do one tour, two or three tastings. Um, we get lunch in the middle there. We have some partner restaurants in all the areas we go. And so these guys will show up and our food uh, comes out to our team and gets them back on the road, um, finish up in the afternoon. We've been known to take some people to liquor stores, drop them off, um, drive them by Churchill Downs, that kind of thing, just kind of giving them a good day. And uh, days usually go eight to six or so for the guys. Um, from pickup to drop off, but drop you off right where you were staying. You're with your group the whole day. You, we have our limo license. So you can have fun in the van and um, enjoy the day. Sometimes that'll mean they're all napping in the back after lunch in the two distilleries in the afternoon on the way back. But if that's what you want to do, that's fine. And, and and how customizable is it? Like, it, I mean, I mean, I guess within reason, you know, but it's up to you. And then I guess the cost varies for that, too. Um, we do a flat cost based on, um, group size and days of the week. So we'll do, um, we have different pricing, whether it's, um, Monday through Thursday or Saturday, Sunday, obviously, cause those are a little bit, um, busier, but for example, like one to five adults Sunday through Thursday is like $670 for the vehicle. And then we do a 45 per person plus tax Friday and Saturday, um, that same, size is 770 for the vehicle plus the 45 per person. So, um, we can take one to five people. We had a, we had a guy come by himself and just drive around with one of our guys a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we can, we have a group of a hundred doctors coming in end of October. So, um, just kind of depending on your group size and what we can get, how far in advance you've called us, we can be pretty custom. We, we can go to some of the, um, horse farms, um, now that places like Stitzel are doing the garden and gun club, having these more long-term experiences, we're kind of building in things. I had a group that, um, they had an extra stop for the end of the day and they said they didn't want to mess with it. And they just sat on, will they wanted to sit on Willett's patio. So after their tour, so we were pretty custom and pretty flexible, um, as much as we can be with what we're given and what's available and then kind of play the day them and, and then uh, I, I guess one other follow-up on, on that uh for you laura is um did the, are you limited as to where you can go in terms of is it just bourbon trail only because obviously some some folks aren't on on the quote-unquote true bourbon trail of, of the distillery uh, association um <clears throat> or or even you know can you go out, way out to like owensboro and so forth or uh, do you kind of keep it in louisville lexington and and that area we try to keep it Louisville, Lexington, Bardstown, and we kind of group it, like I said, by region. Um, we've just started going north. Uh, we'll go to Neely mm -hmm. and Second Spirits up there, um, or Second Sight, I'm sorry. Um, and then, but mostly, yeah. And then we'll have some that'll call and say, we want Woodford and Makers, and we're you can do two days with us because we can't get them both in one day, or you'll that's all you'll see, or all you'll do is drives kind of thing. So we kind of group them by region. Uh, we have a list on our site and then we say, you know, if there's something you want to do that's not on here or something you want to add, um, or if you're going East and you want to stop by the wild Turkey gift shop, but not necessarily do a tour, that kind of thing. We, we work with that. So, um, not going as far out as Owensboro or Bowling Green or any of that yet, just cause we'd spend so much time in the car, but, um, 
yeah, kind of grouping it to Bardstown and surrounding and then Louisville or Louisville and then Lexington and Frankfurt. Which, which makes sense. That's where your, your, your big ones are. Um, yeah. And then depending on where you're picking up, you can always hit, hit some others. Now, now for everybody, what, you know, what are some do's and don'ts for tours that people need to remember? Um, Cause I'm sure each one of you has a different do and a different don't that, that you want people to know about <laughs> that, that you've maybe unpleasantly experienced. <laughs> Number one, don't. don't puke in the van. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, don't. We Number will make one, you clean don't. it up. Now, that's only happened it's, to me once and they made it into a bag. It was all good, you know? So for sure. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> I think I think really the only the only thing that I always have to remind groups is it's really weird because I'll have groups we'll have groups from 20-year-old bachelor and bachelorette parties to I have a group tomorrow and today that are in their 70s and having a blast, right? And I tell them, like, bring your ID. And she's like, Oh, I don't have my ID. She's like, they're not going to cart, they will. Like, that's the big thing on this trail is like, everybody is so diligent about, we're going to look for that ID. So um, really, that's the only struggle, like I said, besides, and Anthony, I've gotten lucky as well. The the couple of groups I've had found trash bags as well, but uh, it, it just, yeah, that's really the big thing is even if you think you look like you're 155 years old, like a uh, Buffalo Trace and a lot of these distilleries are going to ID you before they sell you anything. So just always make sure you have that. Mm. So, yeah, I, you know, a lot of times we we have people that jump on the bus and they've already they've already started at 8 a.m. or they mm -hmm. start the night before and they never stopped. Um, so so definitely the you know, that number one don't is a big one. Um, and then I'm going to be a little cheesy here, but my number one do is please talk to me. Um, ask me questions because I have driven, you know, an, a 10 hour day with a group who just was quiet the entire time. And it's amazing to me. I'm like, don't you even just want to talk to yourselves? That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, you know, all jokes aside, it's, it's fun to tell them about, you know, the, the, the trail and, and what they're going to see and, and to answer questions and, you know, to give them even recommendations for dinner, um, dessert, you know, things to do once they get back to the hotel um, or their Airbnb. So it's fun to just kind of get to know them, um, you know, through, through talking to some of the groups. I have, I have one group that still, um, it's kind of funny, they still text me now and again and ask me how I'm doing. So <laughs> it's like lifelong friends, you know, make friends, you know, ask questions. Yep. We just want everybody to have a good time and be safe. So. And and don't puke in the van. And don't puke in the van. We've had <laughs> we've had a guy. He's stopped, pulled over, and had the had the bachelor party attendant uh, clean it himself. So you don't want to pay for it. You don't want to clean it up. Just try not to do it. I, I, I like that. That I mean, but that makes sense. No one wants to deal with that. No one wants to deal with the smell. Uh, that's just not fun. And 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 to your point too, Roger, about the ID. What mm -hmm. some might not think about too is. You know, if you're going to buy something, a lot of these are so allocated. They won't let you buy that product again for another three, four months, even if you, you're never going to come back through here. That's just their system. They're not going to let you do anything else, and you're not getting it if you don't have it. And I, I didn't even think about that until you said it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you know, because mm -hmm. I've had friends tell me that people have tried to go back the next day, you know, to get a, a good bottle that they were literally told yesterday was, you know, you can't buy this skin for another 12 months. And they still try and they're like, you, you bought this yesterday. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, there, there are some rules out there. And then 
kind of in a different sense, you know, when people are planning these, these trips, um, to go on the bourbon trail, you know, go to the distilleries or even, you know, like you, you got Anthony kind of said, even, you know, maybe have a night out afterward. Um, what are some tips that people need to remember? Cause Laura, you kind of touched on this too, about how far out you got to plan. What are some good tips when maybe what to bring along with you besides an ID um, or just in general, you know, how far out you need to plan and think about these, these things. Well, I think like booking far out, people just don't think about that. Like that's one of their biggest things is they'll call and say, we want to come out in three weeks or two weeks or next week. And we want to see a, B and C. And it's like, well, so there's, there's the struggle of that um, is, is just not understanding how busy things are. I mean, domestic travel is essentially all we're in, we can do right now. So everybody that's moving wants to do something and they're coming to see the bourbon trail. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's a really big one. Other than that, we try to make it as, as easy as possible. Once you get on the bus, we have snacks, we have waters, um, we have coolers. If they want to throw some, some extra beverages and some coolers, um, we try to have everything there for them. So really it's bring what you need for the day and don't pack a whole lot of other stuff. Cause then they're getting valet carts from the, the hotel to pack boxes of booze back up to their room, mm-hmm. um, figure out how they're going to get those in a, in a checked bag at an airplane. <laughs> um, but really that's it. Plan, plan to bring some stuff home with you. So make sure you've got luggage. If, if you're doing it, make sure you're, you know what you can bring back. And other than that, just plan ahead. Um, Cause like I said, once, the, once you're in the bus with Anthony or Laura or any of the drivers and I, like your day is set. Like you have nothing to worry about that day, except go out, have a good time, enjoy the bourbon trail and let us take care of everything else. So. Yeah. And Anthony. Yeah. So what I would add to that is, you know, bring money and plan to potentially find something that you can't find anywhere else. Um, because you know, if you, if you're not prepared, you don't have money to buy something that you really, really see or see something that you want, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be bummed. And it's not, it doesn't happen every tour, but you know, there's sometimes you get to a distillery and they've released something that day and, you know, it hasn't really, you know, spread word yet. And and there's, there's plenty available. Um, a, a thing I try to do, and I'm sure, you know, Roger, Laura, you try to do this too, but, um, you know, you've got your places that, that, require the certain allotments of days until they can buy something else. Um, I try to, you know, explain that process early if we're going to one of those distilleries. Um, I also try to get it kind of an inside tip on, Hey, what's available at Buffalo trace or heaven Hill today. You know, that way they know before we get there, you know, Hey, there's a shot at getting a bottle of Blanton's today. Um, It's funny that I, you know, now that I mentioned that it's funny because there's so many people that don't, don't realize um, that even, you know, us Kentuckians that are around bourbon all the time don't actually have the luxury of just walking in a store and buying a certain bottle of bourbon every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they can get a hold of something that, you know, I can't buy for another 30 days or another year, you know, make sure you're prepared, have, have, uh, have your money ready for, for some of those like hidden gems. Yeah. Have a game plan or, or uh, if we can't, if we can't, I remember we had, I'd taken a group and they weren't able to get something they wanted. We were in Bardstown and Toddy's was right there. We had lunch at Old Talbot and Toddy's liquor store was right there. So I drove, uh, drove them up there while we had a few minutes and they looked and ended up finding two of the Blanton's bottles they wanted. So, um, just, so just come ready to be adaptable and be ready to, 
to throw down on some bourbon and have, like they said, have a plan to take it back. If you, you buy a new suitcase or you, somebody rents a car and drives home, whatever you got to do. I, yeah. I think I, the last thing I would add as far as dues is check out the craft distilleries. So, so many people come and they want to see the, the, the big ones. They want to see Buffalo Trace. They want to see Evan Hill. They want to see Maker's Mark. They want to see them. And they're great. They're all beautiful and they all offer a great tour, great experience. But some of these, some of these craft distilleries, these smaller places that are popping up are doing a really good job putting out a really good product. Um, and, and they kind of benefit from that tourism a little bit more than say, say a, a Jim Beam who really doesn't rely on that for, for a big portion of their, their revenues, you know? So these, these smaller distilleries, they're doing some cool stuff. And I didn't know that until I started driving, you know, and have gotten to go to like log still or a uh, limestone branch or a uh, three boys farm, places like that, that have just, they, they offer such a unique experience that if you, if you stick to the big ones, you're going to have a good time, but you're going to miss out on a lot of fun too, because the, the smaller craft ones are really offering like a personal experience for you. So. Yeah. I was going to say, we've had, go, ahead. No, go ahead, Laura. I was just going to say, and in the beginning, that's kind of, we had the bigger, the big boys, people want to go makers beam going South, wanted to go to um, Woodford Buffalo trace going East. And then, so we have that third stop and they wouldn't sometimes have an idea of where to go. So we'd slip three boys in there. We kind of grew up alongside them and we're taking a lot of people to them, still take a lot of people to them. We're going south, going to Willet, that kind of thing, and just kind of giving them another one that they maybe wouldn't have chosen, maybe don't even know about, and then kind of um, take them there. And they had no idea, and then they never want to leave. So it's a good time. Yeah, and, and you get to actually, you're at those places, you're typically meeting someone that is the person. I mean, because mm. that, that's just how they roll their small outfit. And, and to, to your point, too, Roger, um, you know, especially doing this, podcast and so forth they do some cool stuff like they do different recipes stuff that y'all wouldn't think about and some of their stuff is damn good some of it you know maybe you it's not for you because you know they've used some some funky ingredient or whatever but uh yeah i mean you're gonna get a whole lot more variety there because basically if they want to try it they try it yeah absolutely and like you said if you go to three boys nine times out of ten you're going to meet the distiller you're going to meet hunter and you're going to meet the owner walter and like they're running around out there if you had a limestone you're going to meet steven fonte who is an absolute blast and steven b will be running around there like it's just really cool to sit and talk to these people um who are pouring their heart and soul into everything they're doing in these little distilleries uh, and they like, they live for this stuff, you know, we love it. And, and as a group, we, we all enjoy it, but they live for this stuff. And that, that gives you kind of a unique perspective for sure to, to sit and talk to these guys that have, have essentially grown up in the bourbon industry for a long time and, or to go to wild Turkey and sit and talk to Jimmy Russell in the gift shop for 45 minutes while my tour is doing, or my group's doing a tour. And like my first trip out there, I'm sitting here talking to Jimmy Russell, you know, and He's like, I'll talk to you about anything but bourbon. Like, let's not talk about bourbon for a little while. But yeah, like that's I think just 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 take it all in, man. Like, like everybody's on social media and everybody's on their phone. Just put it away and soak in what you're you're doing because because it's big. Like the timeline that we're a part of here is huge and, and not gonna stop anytime soon. So and, and you know, some of those you never know what you're gonna run into. My first time at Lux Row. I didn't know a peacock was going to run out in front of me. I had no clue. Really? <laughs> like, 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 and for those that haven't been there, I'm sorry I spoiled a surprise for you, but 
it, it, it's really cool and really weird. You'll yeah. hear it as, usually as soon as you get off the bus. It's usually yeah. making noise. Yeah, that was drawing to us too because we, I mean, we try to take pictures of all the cats, see all the cats around, and then we get there and we're like, don't see a cat, but there's a couple peacocks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, cool. you just you just never know, and you know, and, and this kind of leads me into my next question: is what are some maybe good or bad memorable moments, stories that you can share of, of some tours that you guys have been on that you're willing to share because this is recorded. And it doesn't have to be PG-13 because, you know, we're talking booze. So, I mean, we're all adults here. (laughs) No names allowed, but situations, you can go ahead. Roger, I know Roger has a really good one. Yeah, they laugh at me because um, I think I'm the only person who actually had a couple split up on my, on a tour um, at Willet. And they had a disagreement that turned into a heated disagreement that turned into something that didn't need to happen in Willett's parking lot. And uh, the guy, I mean, hopefully everybody's familiar with where Willett is down there, south of Bardstown there. And uh, we were again, right out of Louisville. They were staying in Louisville. The guy did not get back on my bus. He mm-hmm. uh, took about a, an hour and 10 minute Uber ride back to Louisville and went straight to the hotel or straight to the airport. I'm sorry. She texted me the next day and said he didn't even come to the hotel. He went straight to the airport and flew home and she was leaving his clothes in the room. So <laughs> it was it was interesting to say the least. Um, but I don't know. Think, luckily, to that. luckily uh, Roger has history with um, working with behavioral management, so <laughs> the plus on his resume when it comes to this job, he could handle that no problem. Yeah, they were they were a blast up until that point. Um, mm-hmm. Real fun up until that point, but yeah, make things happen. I, Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, the rest of the group had a great day. He, did, he just had a rough day. That's all. Yeah. Bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. you know, I want to I want to say, kind of interject in here and say that I, it wasn't the bourbon's fault. I don't think. I think it was probably, you know, uh, a, a pre-existing issue. Would you say? Uh-huh. <laughs> bourbon I, didn't help it. I'm not blaming the bourbon here. Um, I completely. That you were going to blame that crap on me, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another unrecorded call. No, um, <laughs> um, I'm going to go on a happier note here. Um, I have a group that I have driven twice now. Um, they have requested me um, the, the second time and, and have promised to come back and request me again. Um, so we're pretty much family at this point. But they they actually live in Lexington. Um, They've stayed at the Griffin Gate um, both times. So that's kind of where I've picked them up. And I've actually picked them up, taken them south to Bardstown. That was a long but fun day. Um, And then I've actually kind of just showed them around Lexington and Frankfurt uh, as well on the east side. Um, But I I got to know their kids. um, They were planning a wedding. They talked about inviting me to... um, you know, a Christmas party. And so you, you really get to know people on these, on these trips and um, you know, you can, you can make a lasting impression. I, you know, I, I was surprised when they, they wanted to come back and do it all over again and, you know, have, you know, me do it again with them. But, um, but yeah, I, I actually look forward to, to traveling with them again. So it's a, uh, there's always, you know, there's always good memories. It, it, the conversations, you know, a lot of fun. Um, but just when you feel like you've, you're kind of leaving with family at the end of the day, that's kind of, that's really cool. 
Yeah. Besides the probable divorce, I think, knock on wood, we've been pretty lucky and nothing too crazy coming along that nobody else wouldn't see that if they were doing this. I think. I, another fun experience where I walked around the back of a van while we were eating lunch and my group was eating lunch and I went around the back of the van and I looked and there was a gigantic dent in the side of the van and I freaked out thinking I hit something but didn't realize it and then come to find out Laura had put a dent in the van and I didn't notice it before I left so that saved my job but it was it was it was it was nice to know that the boss's the big boss's daughter did that and not me so but I freaked out yeah I think I texted her after that because she was like I've heard this enough I've heard this enough already it was me yep (laughs) <laughs> so I did it so they didn't have to. But what Anthony was saying, the uh, great thing about these guys is they are all great ambassadors for us, for Kentucky, for bourbon. And they'll get asked for by name in the reviews. They'll say, we had a great day with Roger. If we come back, we want to choose him again. We had a good time with Anthony. If you get to go um, request him. So we'll even see that on our inquiry forms. Like so-and-so's friend came last year and they said to request Roger. So we'll put him on the on that tour if we can, if he's free. So um, just says a lot about them and how well they do and how fun they make it for people um, that we're getting we're getting repeat people because of them and wanting to be with them. And, and see, Roger, now you, if you ha- hasn't happened yet, because I know you're going on your hundredth hundredth run here soon. Has anyone proposed on on your tour? I mean, to at least balance that out. No, but no. every every group that I go with tries to get me to like bring my partner, br- bring her to dinner and propose to her with them. And it just, <laughs> um, no, I haven't. It, I, I'm sure at some point maybe it'll happen. I don't know. Andrew we'll had one. One of our guys did have one and they knew, obviously the guy knew ahead of time when he was planning it and he told us. And so uh, we kind of prepared Andrew to be ready for pictures and get them a special bottle and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's not all crazy puking and arguing and stuff too. There's some good stuff that happens on these. No, that's what I tell people. People always ask that question. What kind of crazy stories do you have? And really I don't have a lot of crazy stories because I think in three years I've had two groups, that group and then one bachelor party that got out of, out of hand. And, And that was it. So, I mean, overall, I think that, Tim and uh, our booking people, Rachel and, and Abigail and Tyler, and the people who are doing all the upfront stuff, do a good job of making sure that people know what they're coming for, coming to do, and and set us up for success with our groups. And and Laura talked a little bit about pricing. We're priced to the point where we're affordable for everybody, but people who just want to come and drink ridiculous amounts of booze are just going to go to the bar and put that towards a bar tab. You know, they're not going to want to pay that for somebody to drive them around. So. It, it kind of works out and weeds out a little bit of it, but it, it, if, if in three years I've had two bad experiences, um, I mean, I'll, I'll chalk that up as a big win for, for myself and for the company. So yeah, we, we have, we'll, we have the luxury of being a part of something that people want to be cohesive or coherent for, you know, like they, most of them are going to want to go in and be able to remember what they tasted or do what they um, wanted. And then you'll have kind of the party animals every once in a while, but it's definitely outweighed by the more serious people. And I just thought of one that I had that my group was in Woodford and there was a bachelor party that was stuck 
trying to get to Keeneland and they couldn't get an Uber and they couldn't get anybody to answer. And he came over and he was like, how much would it cost for you to take me to my group to Woodford or to Keeneland? And I said, I kind of looked at the timing and I said, $200 and don't touch anything. And they got in the van and I got them there and got back before my group got out. So um, that was probably my most interesting experience <laughs> with that. Wasn't even a group that booked with us. And again, you're just family help helping someone out. Yep. Uh, you, you know, obviously now times have changed or at least times are not <clears throat> completely back to normal. So how has the pandemic changed things for y'all? Cause obviously I know it slowed things down and was probably not great for someone that's business is legitimately about going out on tours consistently. Um, but you guys have survived it so far doing good. Um, but how, how has that changed for you all? And then when people go to the, uh, distilleries. Yeah, I can talk, uh, for us, we, uh, again, are lucky enough to have, um, Roger does drive full-time for us and does our fleet management as well. Um, but everybody else is doing this as kind of a side hustle retirement, um, every weekend, any weekend, once a month kind of thing. Um, so we've been very lucky in that we had, um, few full-time people to, take care of if things went south and all of that. Um, so it was, it was very lucky. We, we did buy a van right before it all shut down. So it was nice to have that sitting wrapped and empty for <laughs> several months, but um, yeah, we just kind of weathered it by helping people out where we could, if they wanted to cancel and working with refunds and all that stuff. And then kind of, as we've opened up, we work with them as, far as what they're comfortable with. We've had several canceled because of COVID or because of um, fears about COVID, but basically as soon as people could start getting back out, I mean, we saw, we didn't expect to bounce back as fast as we did. We, we thought it'd be a little longer, but basically as soon as um, this country started opening back up, people were like, we want to go somewhere. We don't even care where, like we'll come here. They weren't very picky about what distilleries they're like, whatever's open, let's go like, get me out of my house. And that doctor's group that's coming next month, is actually kind of our first big one back last they came in October of last year and there was 50 of them and it was all doctors, healthcare people. And they were like, whatever you can do, we're just happy to be out of the hospital, having a break, having a little time off. So um, it, we've been very lucky and um, have tried to work with some of our um, cohorts in the, in the industry and some of the other small tour groups to kind of like send stuff their way um, as we could and just kind of work with them in the interim too, to make sure everybody kind of, stays alive and stays successful. And then you guys, if you want to talk about um, kind of what you're running into at the distilleries. Well, yeah. So we're, you know, first off, we're, we're taking all of the necessary precautions to, um, you know, protect not only our customers, but ourselves as well. Um, we're in a, in a small van with, you know, 12 people all day long. Um, so, you know, we're wearing masks. We are, um, cleaning the van between each stop. So, I mean, each stop we're disinfecting and cleaning the van. Um, we're taking care of, you know, making sure that the, the guests are aware of any um, last minute changes or pr precautions that are going to happen at um, any of the distilleries, whether that be, you know, contact tracing info, um, you know, temperature checks, things like that. But we're, you know, I, I would add to what Laura's saying, you know, we're doing all of that um, but we're seeing all of these people come that, 
you know, you know, it's their first time doing anything in ages and they're, you know, they're having a friend reunion. So I, I've witnessed several groups where these people have gotten together for the first time since March, 2020. And, you know, they're already, the vibe is already amazing. And then you throw bourbon in there and, and I mean, they just have a great day and it makes you have a great day. You know, uh, we sometimes forget that we've been cooped up for, uh, you know, 18 months as well. So um, I think, you know, I, I've, I've, taken a step back on some of these tours and said, man, this is, this is really cool. Like it's cool to be able to experience this with them um, and, and, and do it in a safe way. Yeah. Uh, and, and even up to Anthony's point of us disinfecting, I mean, we're, 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 we're scrubbing these vans weekly, daily, nightly, you know, the, the drivers are doing a good job of keeping everything clean. Um, I just started managing the fleet and kind of inspecting vans and stuff. Drivers are keeping them clean before, during, after, after tours, we're going down and deep cleaning them at least three days a week, depending on how often they're going out. Like we're going down scrubbing them. We're, we're doing what we can to keep our, our people safe. But then what's really cool for me is seeing the people that come to us that are willing to do what it takes to keep, to keep everybody safe too. So distilleries have now started, especially all those on the bourbon trail, the official trail have started requiring masks for all guests indoors. Um, and nobody's argued you know, everybody's just like, let's do this. Like if we want to come see you and, and, and if, if they stay open, then we stay open, you mm -hmm. know, stay open, we can continue to provide uh, experiences and, and opportunities for people to get out and enjoy it. And, and, and Anthony said, if people are like, what, you know, what's the purpose of your guys' trip? And, and a couple of groups have just been like, should we just want to get away from our kids? Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're just tired of being cooped up with our damn kids. Mm -hmm. So we, it, it, they really are, it is a community. And that's what I think is, is really fun to see. And the distillers are working together, um, trying to do what's best for everybody in a, in a situation where you're not mm -hmm. going to make everybody happy, regardless of what you do. Um, but they're doing the best they can. And then it, I feel like Laura and Tim and the rest of the ownership group is really doing a good job of telling us like, we got to do this too. We can't, we can't expect them to do everything and to try to stay open and us not support that. So um, as a, as a company, just supporting them and, and their opportunity and their their efforts to stay open is is big for us. So uh, that's, that's awesome to hear, and and I love the uh, what Anthony and Roger said there. You know, people are just happy to get out, mm. happy to get away from some people that they may have been cooped up with. Yep. <laughs> you know uh, that that happens, <laughs> and, and and they're ready to have a good time and and responsible time at that. Um, <clears throat> my last couple questions here. It, it, this is kind of probably for everyone. Um, Laura may be on the first part, but the second part will be for everyone. What's the, I guess the, what's the most requested spot on the tour or at least the most sought after. And then what are ones that you all would recommend to someone that they might not think about? Cause I think back to those craft distilleries or just maybe even a restaurant or, 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 or a liquor store, uh, you, you know, who knows? Cause sometimes you can find some goodies there too. Um, what, what's the most sought after mostly, but then what's one that each of you would highly recommend uh, going to? Okay. Um, sought after obviously is Buffalo trace. Um, right now, everybody's wanting to know um, what they're going to have when I've had the groups that are in my car that are like in the Facebook group. That's like, what does Buffalo trace have today? Like, even if we don't go, they're asking if we can stop by. So that's definitely a huge one. Makers is huge. Um, obvious reasons beam when it was open um was we were taking a lot of people there 
Um, so the, probably those are probably the big three. And then as far as recommendation, like I'll go back to three boys. Like I said, like we've had, um, the pleasure of kind of watching them grow as we did and, um, just kind of watching what they've been able to do there and their team there. And it started as a whole family, small family business, like most of these big guys did, but, um, just being able to see them kind of grow over the last several years has been so cool. And you're not going to be able to get that anywhere. You're not going to be able to get that, um, in your liquor stores, you're not going to be able to taste out of the barrel, um, at a lot of places. You see more places doing that now. And I feel like three boys has kind of made people step their game up in that way of like, they're doing barrel tastings, um, as they're like default when really, when some of the other places weren't, um, doing that already. But I highly, I highly recommend that to anybody. Like we took that out for my sister's wedding and toasted with the three boys stuff. So, um, and then we just try to like bring, keep them back in Louisville. We try to get them to the, to the good bourbon spot, silver dollar. We recommend for brunch all the time. Um, all the downtown bars on risk whiskey row. Um, we're trying to send them to for a good pour, the speakeasies, that kind of thing. Anthony, yeah, Roger, who, who yeah, wants to go? As far as distilleries, like it, that's it. Man, three boys is just an experience. It's I, I've had groups that have been mad because they couldn't get Buffalo Trace, and then when they got Buffalo Trace, they decided not to go to Buffalo Trace because they wanted to stay at Three Boys and stay longer, you know, and and hang out with the guys there and, and have a good time. But even places like Limestone Branch, like I I, I, I mentioned them earlier, um, their tour guides are phenomenal, and I know that it's like there are some new people coming in now that they're a, a Lux Co or an MGP company, but uh, like there are some new people going in, but but they've got some people that have been there since since the get go. I mean, Stephen Fonte is a brand ambassador for them. Dude is a character. If you've never met him or if you don't know him, and you come to Louisville, you need to look up Stephen Fonte. Yes. Uh, and hang out with the guy because he is a riot. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, and they've got a tour guide, Lauren, there that's, that's great. And, and some other, like I said, some new ones, the bartender. There's also, they'll make you a cocktail to take on your tour with you to, to sip on while they're teaching you about how it's made and stuff. So um, they're great. Uh, local spots, Silver Dollar, like she said, but even like Merle's Whiskey Kitchen downtown has some good good Southern food. If, you, if you're looking for that uh fried chicken and macaroni and cheese and cornbread kind of kind of puts you in a coma meal it's a great place to go but there's there's a lot of good spots down there um that it'd be hard to, to even sit and pick one but hell or high water as far as if you're gonna get drinks hell or high water is a speakeasy down there if you've never been when you come to louisville check them out because it's it's a cool little vibe good little spots and uh drinks are drinks are, are good and, and reasonably priced which is always a, a good good find so and then Anthony, what do you what, what's your what's your uh, hidden hidden gem? So I love all of the the custom experiences and some of the craft experiences, but I have to say one of my personal favorites is if if not just for the story um, and the family um, vibe is Peerless right here uh, right right in Louisville downtown Louisville. Um, just a very cool story, you know. Looking back um, before Prohibition and and their distillery number is. Um, exactly what it was before. Um, I think it's number 50, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, um, they were, yeah. And so, you know, the, the same, uh, you know, grandson or great grandson of the family um, kind of taking over and, and running with um, what the family had done so many years ago. And 
Um, plus, it's just a really cool um, atmosphere, very neat tour. Um, I, I would say that's probably one of my favorites. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't hit it because a lot of people want to go, you know, east or south and um, they miss that on the on the Louisville tour. Mm-hmm. No, and we want to no. go. Sorry. No, go, go for it. <clears throat> in sales mode i was just gonna say we want to encourage people to um we don't get as much louisville business and when you think about it like if you want to be the one driving your people around and showing them and all that stuff you can't really necessarily enjoy the day with them so we try to um promote as well to the louisville residents and like there's a lot of great stuff right here um and you can book with us and we'll take you around and you may not have gotten the chance to go to peerless or Stitzelwell or any of that so um Peerless is definitely one of those hidden gems in Louisville and um, doesn't get as much recognition, like you said, because people are wanting to go out in the state and to the, some of the other stuff. And everybody's at this point, like Stitzel Weller added the, the Garden and Gun Bar Club upstairs. Place is amazing. Good bartenders, great drinks. Like everybody is really adding and stepping their game up from adding bars. Makers has cocktails on site now. Um, that you can buy just everybody adding stuff um, Bardstown Bourbon Company is adding everything mm-hmm. um, they're, they're gonna they're gonna have their own little resort there for it's all said and done I have a feeling but but like their restaurant is phenomenal the food out there is great everybody does everything they do really really well um, and, and I think that's where we're fortunate is we take them to the place the experience they have there is 100% up to the people that work at the distilleries Um and so, like, we, we have to get to know them and we have to work with them and kind of kind of partner with them as well. Because if we take them to a distillery and they have a, a crappy time, then that kind of looks weird on us, too. So, fortunately, that just doesn't happen um, ever here, which is phenomenal. So, uh, and, and I love, too, that you talk about, like, Louisville, uh, Peerless. That, that's got a place close to my heart. Uh, weirdly enough, where they're at, my grandmother-in-law. Uh, has connection there where the old bag uh, grocery bag uh, factory that it was uh, her her second husband owned uh, things like that that are just really cool that and there's so much history at almost every one of these places even some of the craft guys like I think of in Lexington you go to Barrel House in the mm-hmm. distillery district that's the old James Pepper you know Barrel House legit not the new one that's like five feet away uh, where you can go, right. you, know, you know, which also that's a cool place if you can go to just the distillery district there where you got two breweries, a cidery, three, three craft, two craft distillers and a blender. We'll call them a blender uh, and, and a couple of cool bars as well. So, I mean, there's just so many cool places that you, you can go to. Um, you know, I, I, like you guys said, think outside the box sometimes and, and, and things can be even more fun. Um, and, and my final question is, is uh, I guess this one probably will go to Laura. Uh, people want to know about, more about the tours, get more information. What do they need to do? Sure. Um, you can visit our website, www.kentuckybourbonboys.com. Um, our Facebook is the same. And then our um, Instagram, you can access all of that um, directly from our website or individually. Um, but that's the best way to kind of see what we're up to, keep track of us. And then on our website, we have inquiry forms. If you want to start planning your day with us or find out kind of what we do, what we can do for your group, that's, uh, that's the best place to start. And then one of our awesome booking people, um, Tyler, Abigail, Tim and Rachel, they'll get in touch and help you 
plan an awesome day or two or three we've had sometimes. So, um, yeah. No, I, I love it. And, and I appreciate you guys coming on. Remember, follow us on all of our social media, Hop Spirits, at Hop Spirits, all one word on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or on TikTok as well, YouTube, uh, and hopspirits.com, where you can find a lot of great things. And we do cocktail quickies on Fridays and our give it a try highlights on Mondays. Uh, Roger, Anthony, Laura, this was a blast. Thank you guys for sharing your knowledge and some tips and, and just some, some, some good pours. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Cheers.